Hey everybody! Hi! Welcome back to a uh, special little update episode. Of horror, why I'm crying. Yeah, get that name in there. <laughs> um, this is an updated case um, on the Karen King episode. Um, if you have not heard that episode, definitely go back and listen to it before you listen to this because otherwise this won't really make that much sense to you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, kind of two little update pieces that go into this. One is um, a court hearing actually happened a few weeks ago in this case. So I'm kind of going to give the updates for that also. But mainly a listener named Laura, who is actually from Saginaw, where this case of Karen King took place, um, she reached out through Facebook because she heard the story. She found the episode and she was relatively close to the case. You know, she's from the area and she personally knows um, a few different people who were close to Karen. So she just wanted to reach out and kind of paint a picture of how the town was. You know, me and Lo aren't from there. And she just, you know, wanted to go over how horrific and impactful that this crime was in the city and just kind of how like it overtook everything when it happened. So yeah, she listened to the episode and just really wanted to emphasize how horrible the crime was and obviously it was a horrible tragic tragic case and you know we talked about it obviously in the case how disgusting this was um we did i did want to say you know after talking to laura me and lo and i make like jokes here and there when we're like filming episodes um just in like spe on specific things like if we're just like messing around we just have that sense of humor where we like are sarcastic or whatever so just want to acknowledge you know the magnitude of how horrific this crime was if it wasn't captured in the original episode um and obviously just send nothing but love and prayers to all of karen's friends and family um so laura um actually worked with karen's mother at the hospital um i was gonna say the name of the hospital because she had told me but i don't know if Karen's mother still works there, so I don't really want to disclose that, just in case, um, just for privacy reasons. Um, but she did know her mother, and um, during the time of the crime, Laura kind of explained that it was more of a close-knit, small-town community type feel, as opposed to kind of how it is now. She said it's very divided now, um, which, you know, if you're from Michigan, or at least, you know, southeast area michigan you kind of know you kind of probably have heard saginaw isn't the greatest area and she just kind of says that it was different back then um this happened in 1997 again if i didn't mention that before but um she gave the reference of driving miss davy miss daisy the piggly wiggly scene um by like the market and i actually watched that um after she said it just to kind of like get an idea of what it looked like she said it looks exactly like that scene like to a t that's that area um where karen was taken um it looks exactly like that um so kind of just like a small hometown general market um very you know 
close-knit, wholesome type feel, like nothing crazy was going on at that time in that area or anything like that. She also, you know, just emphasized like how the whole town was extremely like shook by this horrifying crime. And it was well known everywhere. Everybody knew about this crime um, who was from that area. Um, She says, I mean, it was just extremely well known and people were obviously just completely devastated by this tragedy that happened to Karen King. And she even says, you know, today people who were in Karen's life are still extremely affected. She mentioned her old um, boyfriend. He's still just very, very, very affected by this crime. I mean, understandably so. And her parents are just still completely taken under by this tragedy that happened you know um understandably so so she just really wanted to like paint a picture of how it truly affected the community and um how kind of the times were different then in Saginaw than they are now and just kind of wanted to you know make that clear and um let me know some some things that were different. Um, So thank you so much to Laura for reaching out and kind of giving us that info. Um, So for the case update, um, according to MLive News website, only a few weeks ago on Friday, March 25th, uh, was the resentencing of Shatire Williams, who was one of Karen King's killers. And um, according to the site, Uh, Standing side by side, the parents of Karen King told a judge how their lives were decimated when their daughter was heinously kidnapped, tortured, raped, and murdered on a January evening in 1997. Describing their enduring trauma and the life of the daughter they lost, they pleaded for the judge to not free Shatire, um, who was a teen then, now a man, Um, who helped in the horrible crime that sent shockwaves through the city of Saginaw. When I, in the first episode, I touched on um, the case a little bit and Shatire Williams' original sentencing and all that, and kind of um, all the information that I found online was focusing on what he had to say about it, you know, his thoughts, him saying like he wishes he could take it back, which I'm not, I'm in no way siding with him at all or anything. Um, There was just no other really information in the court hearing, but this um, website for his new resentencing gave a lot of information from Karen King's family. Um, So I definitely wanted to go over that in this updated episode. So the Kings spoke during the Friday, March 25th resentencing hearing for Shatire Williams. Um, Williams is now 40 and has been in prison since he was 16 for his role in the killing of Karen King on January 3rd, 1997, um, which he did carry out with his 25-year-old cousin, August Williams. Now, Gregory King, Karen's father, says we miss her so much. We go through this all the time. It's been a nightmare since 97. So juries in 1997 found the Williams guilty of felony murder, conspiracy to commit first degree premeditated murder, kidnapping, armed robbery, first degree criminal sexual conduct, carjacking, and felony firearm. In November of 97, then Saginaw County Circuit Judge Leopold Borello sentenced each Williams to life in prison without the possibility of parole. 
Now, the only reason for this resentencing to like take place is owed to the U.S. Supreme Court in 2012 ruling in Miller v. Alabama that mandatory life sentences for those 17 and younger is a form of cruel and unusual punishment and thus unconstitutional. And in 2014, then Michigan Governor Rick Snyder gave judges the discretion to sentence teen killers to life in prison or 25 to more than 60 in prison to comply with the Supreme Court decision, um, which then in a six to three decision in 2016, the nation's highest court ruled its 2012 decision. Um, and this kind of ties into, um, I think, a couple of other cases we've talked about. This this was a big Supreme Court ruling sentence, um, and it, it sh I'm sure has changed a lot of um, cases. Um, now, Karen's family, of course, was not approving of this re resentencing. This is really hard for us to get up here and speak, Gregory King said to Saginaw County Circuit Judge Manville Trice III. My daughter has been buried since 1997. She doesn't get to enjoy Christmas. She doesn't have birthdays anymore. Where he still gets to have birthdays, he's still alive. He says he's sorry, well, sorry doesn't cut it. And Judge Trice agreed, resentencing Williams to two natural life without possibility of parole with credit for 8,472 days that he has already served. Uh, before the judge imposed sentence, Gregory King described his daughter as a goal-oriented young lady who at 14 worked as a babysitter to buy her own bedroom furniture. At 15, she used her babysitting money to buy her own stereo. Karen loved kids and planned to be a child psychologist, her father said, and while attending MSU, she got a job to help pay for her tuition. The night of her death, Karen King was home with family for Christmas. Her father was planning to make spaghetti for dinner before they attended a hockey game at the Arthur Hill High School, um, where Karen actually went to high school. And Karen decided that she would rather have tacos, so she left the home to go to that nearby Genesee meat market to get the supplies. As I'm still cooking and she's walking out the door, she says, Dad, I'm going to go get the taco shells now. And those were the last words I ever heard my daughter say, Gregory King said. That's the last time I seen her alive when she walked out of our door. She was only supposed to be gone a few minutes and our whole lives had changed. Gregory King reiterated that it was Shatire Williams who forced Karen into her vehicle and later held a flare gun on her to prevent her from fleeing, not August Williams. He could have let her go, not just once, but twice, he said. One thing I will always remember, the last words I remember him saying on the trial, he was asked, are you sorry you did this? And without hesitation, he said, I'm sorry I got caught. And that was his message. Before closing, Greg Gregory King said that he and his wife spend every January 3rd at their daughter's grave. Linda King then pleaded with the judge not to free Shatire Williams, saying the defendant had told her daughter he'd free her, a promise he didn't fulfill. I ask you, don't let him go. Please don't let him go, she said, sobbing before apologizing for her tears. Sandy King, Karen's sister, then spoke, describing that night as the worst day of her life. Please don't let today be the second, she asked the judge. I will live in fear, and so will my family if you let Shatire out. 
she then turned her focus on Shatire Williams and she said, you sat and waited like animals looking for the weakest prey. You didn't steal a car. You stole my sister's life. You stole my best friend. You set everything in motion. You're the one who approached her and fought with her. You killed my sister and you deserve to stay where you are, she continued. I hope, judge, that you do not let this man out into our society again. Before turning to walk back to her seat, she declared, I love you, Karen. So in a monologue spanning more than an hour, um, Judge Trice outlined the reasons for the sentence he was imposing. He said that while Shatire Williams showed improvement in prison, other factors did not support a lesser sentence. The judge says that Williams did not come from an abusive household, saying that he had two stable parents with long-term jobs who showed him love and instilled him with good morals and a good work ethic. He had not been neglected, but instead had been supported by his family. Trice also found Williams did not act in a spur-of-the-moment matter during the crime. Though he may have been immature, he appreciated what he was doing, Trice said. The judge also said he did not find August Williams' testimony credible, describing it as a ploy to help his younger cousin. In the end, it was Shatire Williams who set the crimes in motion by taking the initial action by approaching Karen, the judge said. This was a horrific, roughly two-hour experience for this young lady. She was kidnapped, robbed, raped, physically, mentally, and sexually assaulted in unimaginable ways, and then murdered. To say that this crime was heinous is an understatement. So Shatire Williams is currently incarcerated at the Thumb Correctional Facility in Lapeer, Michigan. Um, so that is the outcome of the um, resentencing, and I'm very glad that he was resentenced to two life sentences in prison because that definitely well deserved. It is definitely where he needs to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, just again wanted to kind of go into all the quotes that her family had said, just because that information wasn't really fully available from the first time. Um, so wanted to get that out there and yeah, and to th thanks again to Laura for reaching out, um, and just bringing a different perspective and light onto this case. Yes. Thank you for listening and thank you for getting in touch with us and yeah, keeping us in the know and keeping our listeners in the know. And I do feel that I feel bad, um, for the family. It's sad to hear that. Um, the boyfriend hasn't really recovered or the parents. I mean, I know as parents, you never do recover. You'll never fill that void in your heart. You know, I can't even imagine, um, something happening to my children, but I mean, the boyfriend, it's still, you know, I mean, he was young and I don't want to say it's easier for a boyfriend to move on with his life. I mean, I'm sure he has, I mean, looking, it's been a while, you know, but it's sad to hear that, you know, it wasn't a breakup or a divorce, you know, she was taken from him. Yeah. You know? And there was no goodbyes. There was no see you later. You know, it was just, she was just gone, you know. Yeah. And I can't imagine that feeling as well. Yeah. And I think it also, it just goes to show like how great of a person Karen was, you know, um, that so many people loved and cared for her um, and just horrible horrible that this had to happen but yeah just sending 
our, our love and our thoughts to her family and her friends. I, I'm very glad that he was resentenced in the way that he was, but yeah, just doesn't take away from what he did. Hopefully he'll never see the light of day. It doesn't sound like he will. Yep. Um, and just the fact that, you know, not only did he kill her, but he made it like a bragging rights thing out of it, you know, and then to say, you know, oh, I'm just sorry I got caught. Like It's sick. It's disgusting. That's just twisting the wound. That's putting salt in it. Like, seriously? Like, how much more of a horrific person can you be like mm-hmm. his parents are mourning her like yeah he clearly wasn't regretful of what he did he was regretful that he got caught like and that's that's the major difference well i hope that sentence haunts him as much as the crime itself but knowing that you're that much of a cocky asshole is why you're still in that little cell i mean Aside from the crime. Right, right. But because of the type of person you are, it just shows you you're where you need to be. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us for this update episode. And yeah, we will, we will be talking to you soon. All right. Well, have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye.